Hey, Alex. What are you doing, man? You're not what ready. Mean, how am I not ready? I'm here. Your shirt. You can't. You can't do things out in public like that. Oh, especially not on the podcast like that, man. I better. I better get into something else quick. Oh my gosh, oh, that was quick. That's better. And thank goodness we have 49ersCutbackShot.com where you can get all your 49ers cutback needs very easily as well. Yeah, go over there, check it out. Peruse a little bit. New drop coming soon. From the Aleuts at Kizar to the glory days at the stick, from who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers cut back podcast time. Welcome the show and we are going to be talking about linebackers uh there's some linebackers in the draft potentially the 49ers could be interested in True. and there's always an interest in linebackers that can move and play with athleticism the 49ers have two that are really good on the outsides next to fred warner that are, could possibly be free agents next year uh unless they come to an agreement on extension so we're going to do our due diligence as the 49ers will and talk about these linebackers that's smart man you have to do your due diligence and you have to be ready for anything that could potentially or possibly happen you got two young linebackers two guys that you brought into the fold here dre greenlaw was a late round draft pick aziz al Shair, an undrafted free agent who are going to get paid someone is going to give them some money and you may not be able to do it if you're the san francisco 49ers so maybe you strike while the iron's hot now. You get your developmental guy or a guy that you feel could plug and play rotationally. If one of these guys goes down, you were missing Dre Greenlaw for a good chunk of the season last year. Aziz Alshair did get banged up throughout the season as well. And while Fred Warner has been a stable presence in the linebacking core, and something could happen at any point in time, it could happen. And outside of those three, there's some question marks at the linebacker position. So maybe this is something they do need to address. And we're here to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, if you can upgrade the room behind the three guys you have starting even, if you find somebody that's better than Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, you can go ahead and make a move. So the 49ers have proven before that they will bring guys in, either undrafted or or draft someone, and then trade them away for draft capital as well. So potentially the 49ers could go look for an upgrade and then trade away Fowles, who's an excellent special teams player, to another team and get back a sixth or seventh round value they could turn around and use the next year. Very true, Ant. They can do that indeed. So cut back crew. Buckle up. Get ready. Get set and then hit that like button uh, and subscribe if you have not already. And if you're listening on the traditional podcast platforms, start sharing this thing out because you want people to know about potential linebackers options for the San Francisco 49ers. And, and let's start. Let's start with a guy on this list that could be available for San Francisco, could be there, Christian Harris, linebacker at Alabama. People think Alabama, they think top-end talent, and but 49ers fans may have a little bit of a hiccup with an, an old uh, familiar name, Reuben Foster that people may be freaking out about. And, uh, well, an Alabama linebacker burned us once. Will this guy burn San Francisco a second no, time? No, you don't have any of the off-the-field issues You know, with Christian Harris that you do compared to Reuben Foster. Six foot, 226 pounds at Alabama. So he's the new wave of linebacker build. You know, Just over 225 pounds that can run. More of a former strong safety uh, look. But you need these guys to be able to do things in the coverage game. And that's one thing that he can do. I thought he was really good uh, recognizing routes, being able to match those routes in coverage. So he's good in zone coverage. So it means he's somebody that can be val find value in the NFL. Also, he's really good uh, athletic athletically and able to understand what he's looking at. So scheme-wise, he understands the rec recognizes um, what he's looking at. And then he goes and makes the play. So I think that those are things I really liked about him. Um, I didn't like some of the ways he did the run fits. I thought there were times where he was a little slow to start. Uh, but the that was the my biggest hiccup with him was the slow start, the slow first step, the slow to read. Um, those are things hopefully you can you know quicken up. Or if you're playing him in a different role, maybe it's not as important as it would be uh, if he's only playing 25 to 30 snaps because he's playing uh, not in the nickel but in base four three sets. Look, this was my biggest hiccup with him as well, Ant, was getting to the point of attack <clears throat> and run fits and then making the place. Because there were times where he did it, and you're, you're flashing the ability, and it's like, okay, well, I see I see yeah. it, right? I see the athleticism, the guy who played multiple positions in high school. I see it seeping through on film. The athleticism is apparent, and it's there, but it's inconsistent. 
it's not consistent. He's not consistently getting to the right spots in the run fits. Um, his best asset right now is in pass coverage. That is that is where it is, right? I mean, I think the best way to look at this is he is very similar, uh, very similar in the way that Aziz Alshier started off his career with San Francisco this past season, where he was really good at one thing, but not so good on the other side, right? Aziz, solid in run fits, solid coming downhill. You're asking him to cover someone underneath in space, he's fine. The minute you put him in man situations is where he starts to struggle. Christian Harris is inverse of this you don't you know you got concerns about run fits you got concerns about him getting to the right spot making the right place but in pass coverage a little more solid a little more comfortable with the things he can do so it's a guy who's developmental got some weaknesses but 61 is that the spot for this no no i i wouldn't draft him at 61 i wouldn't draft him at 93 and i wouldn't draft him at 105 there it is um to, to me there's not enough value for that player uh, for one of those spots you need someone that's going to make an impact on your football team I don't think he would make an impact initially. I don't think he's that huge of an upgrade over Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, who is now a seasoned veteran in the NFL and one heck of a special teams player. Um, so this is not a route that I'm ultimately looking to go, but I understand who this player is. And because he could potentially fall to 61, we need to talk about him. Uh, very true. Uh, very true indeed. And let's get on to the next gentleman that a lot of the cutback crew has been bringing up to us. A lot of people very excited about Troy Anderson out of Montana State. Uh, they love some of his film. They love the athleticism. They love the versatility. Talk about versatility, right? We talk about it all the time. The 49ers like themselves some versatility with their players. The guy who played quarterback, running back, and linebacker at Montana State. People go, look at that. Dynamic athlete can do a lot of things. Could easily translate over and into the next level. Except I don't know how I feel about this guy in run fits either. I know he comes downhill and makes a lot of plays, but I also saw a lot of times him being aggressive downfield, taking poor angles, poor positioning to get to a running backs, and missing open tackles in the open field. I think there's actually a lot to be desired with his skill set, but I think he's far more developmental than he is NFL ready. And because of that, where he is going very early in these drafts, 80s, 90s, in that range, I, I don't know if I like this here. There are a lot of positive things. There's a lot of positive things that he does. The speed is undeniable, but he has a, he has a lot of like a lot of room to grow. Yeah. A lot. I mean, uh, when I wrote down raw, I mean, that's really what I did. I wrote down raw. Troy Anderson, 6'3", 243 pounds. That's a that's a good-sized man. That is good 6'3", size. 243 from Montana State, as you alluded to. Uh, this guy is a very solid player. Like, I'm talking solid physically. When you look at him, though, everything is a little bit hesitant. Uh, he's slow to read. He's slow to decipher. He's slow to pick up coverage. Uh, he looks a little bit out of sorts at times. He makes up with it with tremendous athletic ability. But you don't see that natural intuition that you normally get from a linebacker. But I thought he wasn't just a good athlete. He was a great athlete. And you alluded to that yeah. as well. And I thought he had sideline to sideline ability. 100%. This is one of those guys that can play in the middle and he can run somebody down on the outside. I love that. Um, I thought one of his main struggles was getting off blocks, being able to shed blocks, being able to rip, being able to use his hands to disengage, not something he did very well. And you're playing at a small school level as well, which means you're not necessarily seeing the, the level of athlete, powerful, dominant linemen that, and or fullbacks that you're going to be seeing at the NFL level. That was one of my biggest hiccups was just him getting off of blocks. He doesn't do it consistently. No, he doesn't. And and that was that was a kind of an issue. And then vision as well. Um, vision, it's amazing because a guy that can run the ball the way that he does with the ball in his hands has vision there. But when it comes to the vision to be able to locate the ball carrier and make the tackle, it's a little slow. Uh, not exactly 2020, if you know what I'm saying. Now, the reason I do think he's a potential target for the 49ers is not to play linebacker, but potentially a, a move to tight end. He could play tight end and then help out the um, special teams along the way, be a dynamic special teams player. But this could be a guy that if he's sitting there at 93 or around there, the 49ers could look at him as an absolute weapon. 6'3", 243 pounds that can run the way he does with the ball in his hands. It might be time to move him to a different position, and maybe the 49ers would look at him as a weapon and do that. Uh, Ant, I, I wasn't even going there. I wasn't even trying to go there. But I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Because the the athleticism and the potential for him to be utilized in a lot of different packages, sub packages, defensively, special teams, or even offensively, is there. He has the skill set and the athleticism for it to translate the next level. The only real question is, is what does he want to do, right? Because if you're having interviews and you're talking with this guy about what do you want to be here at the NFL level, you know, do you do you want to try something and be something different? Would you be willing to make the jump to offense? I think this is the type of guy who has the he has the tools, right? He has the skill sets to be able to transition and maybe do some different things. 
things maybe we haven't seen necessarily at the NFL level. Yeah, and at 6'3", 243, he's already got the size to do it. Accurate. Um, is he going to be able to block in line right away? No. Is he going to be able to be able to be a receiver, though, and play in the power slot or play offline in the H-back role? Absolutely. Could he be your third tight end? 100%. Could he help you on special teams? 1,000%. So, yeah. for, so for the cutback crew, though, that may be sitting there going, Ant, can this guy block? Will he be able to translate all these other things that he do into blocking at the tight end position? What do you have to say? Yeah, I can teach anyone how to block. If I'm an offensive, if I'm an offensive coach, I'm on a tight end, I'm a lineman. I'm like, yeah, I can teach you how to block. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think. I mean, look at Jordan Matthews, right? He's going sure. from wide receiver to, you know, it, it's about willingness, and he's not like he's not physical. Like this guy's a physical oh, guy. He, he comes in and tries. He, to he, he gets after it. So 100%. I think you could. Would it be a little bit of a, a, a job? Yeah, it would. But I mean, this is a talented football player. Well, if you're the San Francisco 49ers, right? This draft is all about best player available right and not necessarily drafting for need but drafting for want and desire and what you think you could turn someone into that that is a possibility here with troy anderson so very interesting take there and cut back crew let us know what you think about that down below yeah. in the comment section right now let me about have troy anderson we want to hear it <laughs> and it's ready for the smoke if you're ready to bring it or maybe you love it and in that case we want to hear hear from you down below in that comment section and uh, let's move on from troy anderson let's get to brandon smith out of penn state Guy who's ranked 61 on PFN's mock board and, you know, is in that range from 60 to 80 in, in a lot of people's places. Where do you have him? What do you like about this gentleman? Uh, Brandon Smith is six foot three, 250 pounds. So this is a bigger linebacker, yep. more more to the size of Troy Anderson and, and that size. Uh, he is a nice player. Six, you know, from Penn State, linebacker you as it would be. They've brought out a lot of linebackers over the years. Uh, first thing I wrote down was he's a thumper. Uh, this guy hits you. He hits hard. He's very aggressive. He has good eyes. He's a good tackler. And he sheds blocks at will. I that mean, this guy gets after it. He plays bigger than his own 250-pound frame. <laughs> The cool thing is he runs better than 250 pounds. This guy gets after it. Freak athlete. Yeah, freak athlete. Star player for me. One of my favorite watches out of the, those first three guys that we've talked about. To me, he's head and shoulders above the other two. I think he's a solid linebacker in this league, a run stopper with potential to be a three-down linebacker. I, I like that right now. I don't know if he's right now a three-down linebacker, but I think he potential. has the potential. Yeah. 100%. Um, that, I mean, when I watch this film, you, you versatility and athleticism is, is apparent. It is plentiful it's bountiful ant uh, and i like that i like watching uh linebacker film and seeing a guy who is out there in coverage making some good plays and being in the right spots i like i like a guy who's getting off of blocks and available even if he's not making the play if you're getting off of blocks and you're available to make said play if all it takes is one of your teammates to not be in the right spot miss their assignment or get driven off the ball themselves and now you can step in and be like don't worry my guy i'm right here i got you that's something we talked about with dre greenlaw and with fred warner um, with their dynamic on the field, right? It feels like they play very well with each other. This guy gives that type of vibes as well on film. That This is a guy who meshes and molds well with the guys around him. Doesn't try and do more than what is asked, but dominates at what his position is, what's being asked of him. If you have a guy who can go out and do those things and can translate to the next level and continue to develop his skill sets, you're talking about a potential gem here for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, difference between like, right, a draft gem that you get late and a guy who's just sitting here in the middle of the pack that some people have rated, you know, top 100 player and some people think he's closer to a you know not top 100 player but like a 105 110 type guy that you can get potentially at 61 you can get potentially at 93 is intriguing definitely yeah intriguing. yeah i mean if this guy is is like you say and he's not a top 100 player because i do believe he's a top 100 i agree player. with you on that um if he's able to fold it like the pit story pick why not make a run at him at 105 uh and you would potentially have a guy that could slide right in if you were to lose Drake Greenlaw as he's al shire and he could develop into that linebacker to run with that group for the next, you know, four years. I like the potential that he's going to provide, and I like this player. I know linebacker's not, a, you know, an issue for the 49ers, and it's not a need, but what have they been doing? They've been drafting in advance and then developing, and this is one of those guys that could do it. And he's a bigger, more physical linebacker than the guys they currently have. Uh, and also the, the blitzing ability for this man. Very good, yeah. Very good in, in blitz packages. And what do we know about D'Amico Ryans? He loves himself some blitzing situations. Ant. He does, and he, he likes, likes big things. physical athletes, and this is one of those. Uh, definitely, definitely one of those, Ant. Definitely one of those. Leo Chanel, linebacker, Wisconsin, Ant. Good old Wisconsin, where it's cold. Guys are typically tough. They play a certain style of football up there in Wisconsin. Could that style of football translate for the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, I mean, he's an aggressive guy. Six foot two, 250 pounds. So he's not as tall as the guys we talked about, but he's got that size, 250 pounds, and he's well put together. Um, the first thing I wrote down was big and solid. Like, that was something you saw right off the bat. He's very good against the run. He knows how to play against the run. Surprising coming from Wisconsin, he knows how to play against the run. <laughs> And he's a very good blitzer. 
Um, that was another thing that he did really well. My problems with him come in the athletic ability, where he's not very good with his change of direction. I think that's something he needs to get better okay. at. If you get him going the wrong way, he will not be able to recoup and get back after it. And then his pass coverage. Um, this is not something he does really well. So he's not a three-down linebacker. And I don't know if he ever will have the potential to be a three-down linebacker. Doesn't have that fluidity. Yeah, he seems like one of those guys that is really you know made to play on the interior of a 3-4 defense and just get after the run, and he could do it very well. Um, in that category, I really liked him. And what the 49ers do, where they're going for athletic hybrid style of linebackers, I just don't see it. Uh, look, this is part of the reason, right? We had the, the James Burgess, that whole thing with Burgess last year where it felt like, hey, we don't know if this guy fits with the Niners. We don't know if this guy will be around long term. Then we went to camp, watched Burgess, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's going to make the 53-man roster. And then they dealt him. I was like, oh, 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 my heart and soul, because you love those things about him. This isn't a Burgess type player, but he's an early down type linebacker. This is a yeah. guy who's going to go out on the football field and on your base rundowns, and you feel really good about what he can do out there in space. And you talked about the blitzing aspect. I literally wrote down on on my 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 notes here in the pro section would fit fits great in a blitz scheme like San Francisco. Cons, if he's not blitzing, if he's not blitzing on pass downs, this is a liability. Like it's it's a problem. Um, he he doesn't have that fluidity. Doesn't have that ability to stay with the guys. Um, and, and that's a concern if you're the San Francisco 49ers because if he's out on the football field or you have to turn to a guy like Leo Chanel, if you're putting him out there with shifty third down running backs in this league, he he's going to get toasted. He's not ready. Yeah. He's not ready for that kind of smoke yet. If he was, if this was the 1990s, this dude would be a, you know, a, a first round pick. Like you would want to light him up, put Probably. him in the middle and let him stuff the run. He'd be getting after Emmett Smith. I mean, this is just, he's one of those big rugged physical guys. This isn't the 1990s though. And everyone's throwing the ball all over the place. Um, so it's a little bit different for him, but I think he can find his niche because I think he's a solid player and very physical. Um, so let's see who drafts him and let's see how he does. But I, I do like him as I think he's a hard nosed player. Oh, hard nosed player, man, and eats up lead blockers. Oh yeah, eats them for that's, lunch. That's what I said. It would have been Moose, Daryl Johnston, and this guy. I mean, that's just what it would have been. <laughs> would have been getting after it, but uh, uh, unfortunately, problems. this isn't the 1990s. That's fair. Right? Fantasy football took over, man. That's it did a little bit, just a, just yeah. a smidge. Uh, who's the next linebacker on your list that you're looking at and going, hey, you know what? I like this here. I, I don't know if it's the next guy that I like on this, but I, I the next guy I broke down was Brian Asamoah, uh, six <laughs> foot, two hundred twenty six pounds from Oklahoma. The one thing I liked about Asamoah was just the the speed, right? He's he's moving around, he's physical. He reminds me a lot of Christian Harris as far as athletic ability, same size. I mean, exactly the same size. In fact, both six foot, both two hundred twenty six pounds. Both of them were wearing crimson. And then, then you watch the film. Uh, I think it's not the same. No, wait, wait, wait. The, the, the speed is there, and he gets <laughs> downhill. So he's more of the physical type of linebacker sure. at that size, where Christian Harris was more of the cover guy. Uh, and that's the, the, the reason I have a little bit of difference between the two of them, because where Asamoah struggles in coverage, Harris was good. And Asamoah doesn't just struggle in coverage. Like, he really struggles. He loses guys in coverage. Yeah. I, I, I seen a breakdown where they were talking about how he's good in zone, and co zone coverage and stuff. But when I watched it on film, he was inconsistent in that area. He wasn't able to match routes. He didn't seem like he understood concepts all the way. But as far as running sideline to sideline, he's good. He's, he's like a guided missile. He flies around. So I liked him in run fits. Didn't like the coverage. Once again, another guy that has potential to develop into a three-down linebacker. I didn't see it right here. And there are guys that we're going to talk about later that actually like a lot more. Uh, agreed, because when I watched his film also, it what I did see was someone who fit well and run fits, but I also saw a guy who was at times over-aggressive, overruns his lane, and isn't always quick to diagnose and read the play and be in the right, right spot. He is definitely a guy who's developing that aspect. There is some natural feel. You watch film and see him get to spots and see him flying downhill and laying some big hits on people. And you're like, all right, my guy, you you definitely have something there. There's something there. The question is, is that something that it factor or is that something just, you know, a guy who can come downhill is really fast, knows how to translate that into to big hits and, and leveling dudes in the backfield tackles for loss or when he makes the right reads. Well, that's great when you're making the right reads, but what about when you don't make the right reads? What about when you feel think you feel something or see something, you come up and step up into an area or start taking an angle, and really the running back's looking for that cutback lane, and you've now overrun your responsibility because you got just a little too aggressive in space. He can do those things. There are guys later that I like their instincts a lot more. His traits, nice. They're all great things. Doesn't always necessarily translate on film, though. Another thing I'm worried about with him is he a lot of times provides his chest when he's tackling. He tackles a little high, and then yeah. he kind of provides his chest as he's tall. He doesn't get low. He doesn't tip his shoulder. 
uh, not into the proper location. And I think that could cause him problems if he gets into the NFL against bigger, more physical running backs. 100%. He's only six feet tall. So if you start getting up with running backs who are six feet tall uh, and, and with some some big body legs and, and likes to run the football, I mean, Marshawn Lynch would be licking his chops if, uh, if Brian Osamoa presented his chest. Derrick Henry. <laughs> Derrick Henry already shoved him 20 yards and hasn't, they haven't even stepped on the field stepped together. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, yeah. not wrong there. Uh, you're not wrong there. Who's the next guy? Who's the next guy you got in? Uh, the next guy is Channing Tindall from Georgia. Uh, six foot one, 230 pounds. And this guy was an interesting prospect that I got to watch. And in fact, um, somebody had tipped me off. I believe it was Sac Francisco actually tipped me off on Tyndall. Good job, uh, Sac so, Francisco. Yeah, he, he was telling me to break him down a little bit. The first thing I noticed was tracking speed. Uh, this guy would get out there and he would track them down in a, in a hurry. He would get after it. And then he has a nonstop motor. I mean, this guy just gets after it every single play. I like the size, 6'1", 230. But I felt as well that he was more of a run-stopping linebacker. Struggles a little bit in the coverage game. Something he needs to develop. But I thought that the speed was there. And anytime the speed's there, you have the potential to be able to tackle. But it's all things underneath right now, right? Anything short, he can cover it. You get into the intermediate to deep routes, he's in a world of hurt in the coverage game. But you're getting to the developmental portion. Do I think he has the hips and flexibility to be able to you know, do those things? I do. Uh, but right now, I don't see it. No, it's, I, thought, I thought a lot of the things he did on film were good. Yeah. They were good. But I didn't know if necessarily if anything really stood out to me as great. That the run stuff was nice. His run fits coming downhill that was all great. Um, or it was it was good. The pass coverage was a concern, like you talked about. Um, I'm I'm wondering what he's going to transition into. What he's going to be. I know four three outside linebacker seems to be kind of the spot where I'm landing on. But I've heard of some people talking about this guy could develop into a, line, a middle linebacker because of the IQ that he has and possesses. I don't know if he has necessarily the skill sets and the tools as a pass coverage guy. I don't know if he's going to develop those things to be a consistent middle linebacker in this league. Yeah, maybe not. It depends on what scheme he falls into. Fair. The other thing to look at potentially is what he's been working on, you know, right now while he's tracking. He could also develop into a 3-4 outside linebacker True. where he plays on the edge and is able to rush the passer because he is a pretty good sized guy. And there was some nice stuff on him with blitz packages and bringing him off the edge on, on film yeah. as well. So that is something that definitely could happen. So there is some flexibility there. I don't know if that flexibility though necessarily translates to San Francisco. No, I don't think so either. Fair. Fair there, yeah. Ant. Uh, fair. Uh, next up, Damon Clark. Fair. I, you want you want to go that route? Yeah, I like Damon Clark. Okay. Uh, six foot two, two hundred thirty nine pounds on LSU. A guy that could have easily been a first round pick if he'd have duplicated the performance he had the previous season. Fair. He wasn't able to do that. Now he's a great athlete. He's not a good athlete. He's an absolutely great athlete. I really liked him. Three down linebacker potential. He's one of those guys that is good in coverage but tracks well in the run game as well. But he's got some development that needs to happen there. He's not great at shedding blocks. He's not great at always at diagnosing what he's looking at. Those are things that need to get better. Um, and then the other thing that really bothered me when I was watching film was he was a grabber. Uh, he liked to reach out and grab offensive players and when he was trying to tackle. And I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of grabbing, but I like the size and the speed uh, and athleticism that he has. So I think he's always a potential guy you can develop because we, when it comes down to it, you just can't teach those things. I, I was a little concerned about block shedding with him because I felt at times he was in spots to, you know, make plays or be in. I thought he had good angle positioning, got to spots at times uh, when he needed to, to make plays, but he didn't necessarily get off blocks. Do you think there's a concern with him at the next level of being able to shed and consistently make plays in the hole and run fits? Yeah, that's why he's a definite developmental talent. Fair. I mean, he's not one of those guys you're going to step in day one and he's going to start. He's got to learn how to shed and play in the NFL uh, level. Some of that is going to be avoidance. I don't think always he's going to want to take on these guys. He's going to want to avoid them and use his quickness and use the angles of him getting downhill to be able to avoid offensive linemen that are able to latch onto him because he doesn't have the ability to disengage right now. So I think that's something he has to work on. And you wonder how much of that is going to be physicality-wise. Because right now, the physicality is not there. You see it in the tackling. You see it in the way he engages with you know offensive uh, blockers. Um, mm -hmm. he, needs to, he needs to encourage that. But he does tackle well. So he's got that when, as far as when he adds the thumb. When he reaches out and grabs, it's frustrating. Huh. And, and he does that sometimes. Look, I, I think the, the thing is with him as well is he does have that elite sideline-to-sideline -side ability, that boundary ability and to cover sideline-to-sideline. -side so teams may be wanting to grab a guy like this a little earlier because they think maybe they can develop and tool this guy into where they need to fit. I don't see the San Francisco 49ers doing something like that, but he does have the elite speed. Oh, you don't think so? You don't think so? Well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, right? This is this is kind of their mold, right? This size I mean, and is. speed size ratio. Size and speed, yes. Size and speed ratio a little bit better um, than you know maybe somebody that they've brought in before. Uh, so less of a developmental piece, but it just depends on where he falls in the 
in the in the draft. But you're talking about a guy who had potential first round capabilities Fair. and then fell off. Uh, so there's a lot of the talent there. So do you think then this is a 105 type style pick that if there's nothing better there, 105, this would be a route to go? Or are you thinking later? I wouldn't take him at 105. But I think if, if he got to 134 okay. uh, in the fourth round, I think this guy would be a nice selection. You put him in there. I think he could compete with uh, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles right away. Uh, I think I see that kind of ability from him, definitely. I don't uh, I don't disagree with you on that, my guy. But let's get to a gentleman that I think we both really, really liked. A, a Darian Beavers gentleman out of the University of Cincinnati. Uh, 6'4", Ant. He's got, some, he's got some size on this gentleman. What do you like? Yeah, watching him on film is the first guy that I saw that it had the imposing size of Zayvon Collins that we watched last year. Yep. Zayvon was one of our favorite players to watch because he was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, Darion Beaver, 6'4", 237 pounds out of Cincinnati. And the first thing I noticed was he was physically imposing compared to everyone else that was out there. The guy was bigger than my Jai Sanders. He was an edge rusher on his football team. Uh, great in run fits. I mean, absolutely fantastic in run fits. He sheds blocks at will. He just chucks people around. Um, great at recognizing schemes. So he has a, a head on his shoulders. He knows what he's looking at, and then he gets after it. And then he is diagnosing plays like no one's mother. I mean, he just comes out there and figures out what's going on and gets to the right spots. Uh, he, he's, he's a fun watch. Now, there were a couple of things I had questions about. And the first is his sideline to sideline speed. I wondered if he had the speed to be able to run sideline to sideline in the NFL or if he's a guy that's going to be caught more in the box. Uh, that was something. And then his suddenness and his change of direction. So the suddenness at which he gets downhill, I thought it was sometimes in question, but overall he's a very good prospect and he earned a star player for me. Uh, one of my favorite linebackers in the draft for sure. Definitely one of my favorite linebackers in the draft as well. And, and for me, what stood out was the IQ on film. Um, this is a guy who played in the very uh, Cincinnati's defense is a very unique style of defense in terms of where they move their players, the fronts, the, how they present themselves, how linebackers align. He played in a lot of different spots, but you know what he didn't do Ant? be out of position like ever. This guy, when asked to do different things in that defense, was exactly where he was supposed to be. He knew what his role was. He knew what his job was. He knew how to go out and execute said jobs. And when, you, when you're a young guy coming into the, in the league and you have a coach who doesn't have to worry about teaching you a scheme and knowing if you, if you can handle the amount of information he's throwing at you, that's a positive. That's a plus. This guy has already demonstrated that with what the different things you, the University of Cincinnati did with their defense and their fronts there. So I like that about him. I think that gives him an, an edge up over a lot of these other guys. And then, like you talked about, you start watching him on film. You saw, you see him coming downhill. You see him shedding blocks, getting off of blocks, making tackles, being involved in what felt like every play at times. Uh, the, the game against Notre Dame, I kept watching the film. And I'm like, Jesus, there he is again. He, I can't get away. And I wasn't even trying to watch his film, man. I was trying to watch Brian Cook, and he's sitting there just staring at me in my winking eye. You were right. Uh, he diagnoses like a mother. This guy knows where he's supposed to be. He knows how to get into right positions, and he gets there consistently. Speed, definitely concerned. I, I, I didn't look at him and go, oh, man, it's, oh, you can tell, boy, that, that right there is a, a high-end fast athlete. I watched that, I'm going, he's where he's supposed to be, but uh, if you get to the edge out there, we're going to have some problems and concerns. And the Kyron Williams film was, I was watching some Kyron Williams film when I first stumbled across him and Brian Cook both, and I was watching it going, well, he's getting there. But Kyron Williams is a slow running back. He doesn't pop on film in terms of the speed aspect. So there are some questions there. But I don't care. I don't care because I love everything else that he does. Yeah, and I mean, that's part of it, right? When you have that intelligence, you're able to maybe have a step ahead. So you can sure. be a step behind uh, and still get to the right spots. If you don't have to have the elite speed. Uh, so it's something to watch for sure. And I, I like that, that this guy could potentially be there later on in the draft. I don't know where he's going to go, but I'd be surprised if he's you know available late in the draft. Uh, I like him though. He was one of those guys that was very fun to watch. How late? How late are you? Well, how early would you be willing to go with a guy like this? If we got to one thirty-four or one seventy-two, and he's still on the board, and you don't like any of the other names or possibilities there, is this a guy you want to pull the trigger on? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, in the fourth round, I think there's tremendous value there. This guy's this guy's really really good. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'd go in the third round, but maybe even one hundred five potentially. Uh, I'm not I'm not one of those guys that has a problem strengthening your strength, you know, in your room. And Correct. Uh, just because the linebacker room is really good doesn't mean you don't make it better and you don't draft for potentially the possibility of losing one of those other guys. And he, he's a very fun watch. And that intelligence is what makes him kind of go over the top for me. This is right at the end of the day too. Um, best position available is, is great when you're at mock drafts and boards, but it's not about what everyone else ranks as best player available. It's what you rank as best player available. And if you're looking at a guy like this and feeling like, this guy could come in and have a bigger impact 
than a, say a safety around the same spot because you don't know if the safety can beat out some of the other guys. Yes, this guy can't necessarily beat out some of the other guys, but if you think he's closer to being ready to help your team short-term rather than long-term, if one of your linebackers goes down or you have to move one of those linebackers off in free agency, this may be the route to go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, next year you're going to have the decision, right? It's either going to be probably Greenlaw or Alshair. I don't know if you're going to have Greenlaw and Alshair. It would be really nice if you had a guy sitting there as an understudy that's ready to step in day one and take over one of those roles. A uh, fair and uh, let's just NFL. You want to do us a solid and like significantly bump the caps. We can pay Bosa and keep Dre Greenlaw as he's usher here. Much obliged. Thank you so much. We really appreciate yeah. that. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. About I'm not gonna hold my breath on that. And the TCC shouldn't hold their breath on that either. Let us know what you think about the Dairy and Beavers and Damon Clark, the last two gentlemen we just talked about, and Ant or Bernard. At a Baylor. Thoughts? Yeah, six foot, 224 pounds from Baylor. So one of those new style linebackers uh, that reminds me of strong safeties. And he's a good athlete, good lateral quickness. But I thought he was undersized and really struggled with shedding blocks. Those were things that I didn't see that were really nice out of him. Um, he, he's a good player, but after watching Darian Beavers, it was it was hard for me to get you know fully engulfed in his film and enjoy it. Um, I think he's a, a solid guy, but... And he fits the 49ers mold. I just don't know if he's going to be somebody that I would be interested in drafting. Maybe John Lynch and, and Kyle Shannon will see it differently. Uh, D'Amico Ryans would have his work cut out for him if he's going to work with this guy. When I watch his film, Ant, I see a guy who's trying to avoid blocks. He's trying yeah. to avoid blocks to make plays. Because he has to. He has to. He physically has to. It's not a matter of, you know, he doesn't want contact. He doesn't want to deal with those types of things. It's that he can't. He physically can't do it yet. He's not strong enough. He doesn't have the technique dialed in to, to be that type of guy. Um, I, I liked that about him because he his IQ and his ability to diagnose quickly and change his route in order to make plays is still there. The problem is, at the college level, when you're playing against running backs, when you're playing, playing against players, you'll be lucky if you roll across, you know, in the same game, a team with four or five NFL talents on the roster, unless you're, of course, Alabama. That being said, you're going to run into teams that's it's just it's nothing but NFL talent and all that IQ in the world and all that other stuff is is great. It's going to help him prevent him from, you know, completely being out of position all the time. The problem is, is that at some point in time, you're going to get burned by this talent, this upper level high end talent who understands that you're a guy who wants to avoid blocks. And so you're going to set yourself up in a lane, make this guy take a poor angle and know, hey, I just have to put a, a pinky on you for half a second. And then I can worry about getting up there second, third level up to that safety and we can try and spring this thing for a huge play. Yeah, I mean, he's a product of playing at Baylor, right? It's Fair. tremendous speed and tremendous athlete playing in the Big 12 against other tremendous speed and athletic guys. And that's what we saw from some of the other guys we broke down too from the Big 12. Um, they're definitely a product of where they play, and they're going to have to develop a little bit. There's not like the development can't happen. What I'm saying is, is if I'm looking for a linebacker um, that I'm going to draft in this, that's going to eventually take over for Aziz Alshair or Dre Greenlaw, I'm looking for somebody with a little bit more uh, ability in the run game than this guy has. I think this guy... Could develop for somebody. I just don't see it for the Niners. And what have the Niners shown too as well? The guys behind, they typically like them to be guys who are a little bit better in run fits um, at, at times. Aziz Alshair was a guy who was better in run fits than he was pass fits. Now, Demetrius Flanagan fouls. Uh, I mean, yes yes and no, but we saw some bad things out of him last year. And Marcel Harris, what did we see mostly? This is a, a, a situational kind of nickel-type role linebacker who go out there and cover out in space. So there is a little bit of a balance in terms of what they like, but it seems like lately this is the route they want to go with with their linebacker, someone who's a little bit better in, in run situations than necessarily pass. Yeah, it probably should because that's when they're going to play, right? They're going to play like that 25 to 30% of snaps that you're in the 4-3, and it's even trending the opposite way where you're going to play nickel even more than you ever were before. So finding a tremendously athletic guy that can help in the run game I think is the most important thing. Fair, Ant. Definitely fair. And now we can stay in the Big West. I, I guess we just, we stay, it's Big Ten, excuse me, the Big Ten West, my apologies. Uh, well, excuse me, we go from Big 12 to Big Ten. Uh, Jojo Doman, linebacker, Nebraska. Thoughts? Yeah, former Big 12, so there you go. Fair, I uh, forgot about I'll, that. I'll help you all with that. And you know what, uh, he's six foot one, 228 pounds. And to me, he's a fun watch. I really did enjoy watching his film. I thought this was a guy that... Uh, was was exciting to watch. Very good blitzer off the edge. Uh, where he played tremendously. I wrote down right next to it as soon as I got maybe like three or four plays into his film. 
three four outside linebacker with a question mark uh that is what i saw him doing uh good at reading so he's good at diagnosing what is happening and then going ahead and making the play and then he shows good hustle consistently so he's a guy that gets after it. i didn't have a lot of negatives with him i thought i think he's a three four outside linebacker i think he's an athlete that could transition into playing the four three outside linebacker for the 49ers i thought he was good in run fits good around the line of scrimmage good at setting the edge when that was asked of him uh, so to me he's a very good talent uh, and he could, because of the size and speed and athletic ability and the way he diagnoses, be an option for the 49ers later on in the draft. I thought a lot of his plays, too, on film, there, there's a lot of moments where he splashes, he pops. Um, in the run, in coverage, yeah. um, athletic enough to go make plays on the football as well in coverage. So there's if, you, if you're looking for a guy defensively that can potentially cause some havoc and create some turnovers, the guy who has that, that capability and showed it at the college level. Um, I think it's an intriguing prospect. I think it's an intriguing idea with what this guy can do because I thought he was pretty fluid when he moved in space, out in coverage. I thought he did a lot of different things. Just the question is, how do you want to utilize a, a guy like this? How do you want to utilize him? Where does he fit best in a scheme? Um, and you you said it, 3-4 outside linebacker. Is this guy going to be a guy who transitions, who could transition more into a 4-3 type linebacker role? I'm not 100% sure, but you know what? Uh, this guy showed a lot of promise and potential on film, and I like a lot of the things that he does. I think he's in the right sp right spots to make high-level impact plays. And if you can do that as a young player in the league, you can carve yourself out a nice career in the NFL. Yeah, this guy's a Patriots guy. I really do believe so. I think I think <laughs> he, I think he could be put on ten pounds and he could become Van Noy. I, I literally think that. I just that's a, that's a good comp. Right that there. was the first thing I started watching on. I was like, oh, that's he's he's ten comp. pounds away from being Van Noy. I need to work on my comps, Ant, because you have nothing but solid comps. That is great, there. right there, there. Kyle Van, <laughs> like, Kyle Van Noy comp for the gentleman out of Nebraska. Yeah, is a uh, is good there. Is good. Zacoby McLean at Auburn. Yeah, this is your boy, huh? I had a feeling this might be a guy that you liked. I watched film Ant. When I was yeah. watching film with this guy, I was like, oh boy, this guy has a this guy has ant screaming all over him. Let him know why it has ant screaming yeah, all over so him. Yeah, Zacoby McLean is a star player for me, so get ready for this. Uh 5'11, <laughs> 228 pounds from Auburn, and he absolutely flies all over the field. He's a thumper. He hits harder than anyone else I watched on film. This guy's tremendous uh making tackles. Um, he is a sideline to sideline guy. Yep. I and mean, this guy can be anywhere you want him to be. And then he's got great feel and great vision. Uh, he, he knows exactly where blockers are coming from. He's going to be able to avoid them. He's able to get into his windows, get downhill and make tackles. Lots of tackles in the backfield. Lots of you know plays on the outside. Uh, very, very good. Now, he is an avoidance guy. He doesn't always shed blocks well. That is something he needs to continue to develop. But I believe once he does that, he's going to be a three-down linebacker in this league. And to me, he was one of my favorite linebackers to watch, if not the best linebacker that I saw in film during the entire breakdown. He is incredible in zone coverage as well. Yeah. I, I love what he does in pass coverage sets. Um, and on top of that, the way he comes downhill and flies downhill, you can see the intelligence, you can see the IQ, you can see him diagnosing and understanding uh, where he can be. The, the biggest question mark is the size. And it's the reason why Ooh. he's so far down on you, draft boards. You think that the size is a problem? I think people think it's a problem. I think they see 5'11". They, they just hear 5'11 and immediately go, too short, not going to be able to see, not going to be able to make reads and things of that nature, forgetting that it's different for a linebacker. You don't need to see over the top of, of offensive linemen. You need to be able to read what's in front of you and see where creases and gaps and where guys are trying to go. I think people get those things mixed up because it's the biggest knock on him, despite the fact that when I watched the film, I thought this felt like one of the more complete linebackers. Yeah, there's block shedding concerns, but you can work on some of that. You can get a little bit stronger and get a little bit more familiar. You can clean up some of that technique because yeah. it feels like technique stuff. It doesn't feel like willingness. There are certain guys who are unwilling to get in there and get into the, the mixture. This guy definitely has the motor and the like. it feels like it's the it factor. I watched the Comey McLean and see it factor. I feel it factor, whereas other guys... I don't necessarily see and feel that. I think the thing that's the hiccup for a lot of teams is the 5'11 stature. I don't know why, but it is. That's crazy. Christian Harris is six foot. Right? Uh, one so inch makes a difference. One apparently. inch. Uh, Zach Thomas called and said, huh, BS. Uh, the height doesn't matter. I mean, does it help to be the biggest, uh, you know, strongest, fastest 100%. guy? Of course it does. But you know what else it helps to be? Just a good freaking football player. And that's what this guy is. I don't care about 5'11. I don't care about 228 pounds. What I care about is a guy that's when you ask him to be in the right spot, he's there. And, God, and when he's there, he's going to lay the absolute wood on you. This is a playmaker. This is a guy you want on your team. This is a guy you want developing. 
Yes, this is everything the 49ers want in and a football you, player. And you can get him late. And Which is shocking to me. Stunning, it, but you he, can get him This late. guy would easily get a second-round grade from me. Easily. Easily. And and that's only because I know where he's going. If I wouldn't have, if I would have just turned on the film and not known where he was pretty much ranked, it, I would have put him towards the early second round to the late first round. That's how much I like this here's guy. Here's the thing. I won't be shocked if the Niners end up drafting a Zacoby McClain. And I won't be shocked in the press conference after they draft him if they say we had a first-round grade on this guy. Yeah. That's exactly, the literally, the thought process I had. I, first off, I watch it going, oh, this is Ant's type of linebacker, number one. Number two, not only do I like him, this is someone the San Francisco 49ers are looking at because of the speed, the way he plays, the IQ, how he fits in the run fits, and then what he can do in zone coverage as well. This is a guy who has... De- Potential to be a middle, a potential middle linebacker in the NFL, and that you don't have to necessarily play in that role. He can play anywhere. He can play anywhere at, at, for a linebacker. All three positions. He's got it all. Remember, we were the ones high on Zayvon Collins. When I broke down Zayvon Collins last year, I said, this guy is a first-round guy, and we even mocked him to the 49ers at 12 and took lots of heat, and then Arizona went ahead and took him around there as well. I think it was 15. 15. Uh, so when it comes to linebackers, this is something I'm very passionate about. As I used to coach linebackers, sure. this guy's one of the good ones. I'm telling you, I, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you on this. Yeah. And, and I literally in my in my notes section, there's a little extra tab on the side that says Ants linebacker. Oh yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like him. Fair enough. Micah McFadden out of Indiana. We're starting getting close here to the end of the the guys that we've broken down. But Micah McFadden, linebacker, good old IU Megan's. Former alma mater, IU. How are you feeling about him? I love him because IU has IQ. This guy is <laughs> super smart. Um, this guy has it. I mean, the, w- thinking coming from watching McLean to this guy, you would think it would be a huge fall off. It wasn't a huge fall off. Six foot one, 240 pounds from Indiana. So he does have the size that apparently everyone's looking for. Um, <laughs> he's instinctive in run fits. I mean, absolutely fantastic <clears throat> doing it. And he has uh, he can track short to intermediate routes as well. So that if you get him deep down the field, he's going to struggle. But if you're in short and intermediate, especially tracking screens, he's all over. He's instinctive that way. And then he's a very very good tackler. Like he gets after it. He makes all the plays you need him to make. Uh, yeah, he was he was a definite favorite player to watch. One of them that I really liked, and another star player for me. Uh, IQ is off the charts. You can yeah. see it on film, and, and doesn't miss tackles. No, I saw I when he gets his hands on somebody, that person goes to the ground exactly where they were he doesn't get dragged he's not hanging on for dear life and no no he is getting his his mitts on you he's getting his paws on you right papa bear getting the paws on you and you're you're going down to the ground i love that about mcfadden um when when you're talking about linebackers and especially with what 49ers have done with what they were looking for and what they've been targeting with guys late in this draft they've drafted surefire tacklers guys who don't miss a lot of tackles this guy doesn't miss a lot of tackles he does feel like he has a little bit of san francisco 49er in him and did really, really well on A-gap blitzes as well, bringing him in the box and setting him after quarterbacks. So D'Amico Ryans loves, loves himself some blitzing linebackers and guys who can do different things. Do you think he has the versatility, though, to play in other spots other than Mike? Because he was almost exclusively a Mike linebacker with Indiana playing in the middle of the field. Yeah, because he's so instinctive. I mean, this <laughs> guy will know where to be. He understands what you know offenses are trying to do. Uh, so he's going to be in the right place at the right time. I think he can actually play all three linebackers. Uh, spots i have a, i think this guy's a lot of potential and i have a very high gray out on him i i really like him and the fact that he could potentially fall somewhere late where the niners could get him make him a a backup and then have him play special teams while he develops sounds very nice I, some people uh, i've seen some people break him down i've seen a lot of other people talk about him and for whatever reason they don't they don't like him as much in the run game they don't cool. think his run fits are that great and i watched his film and didn't feel that way so it's a little confusing to me and odd but it seems to be that's the consensus with Micah McFadden because IU wasn't a great football team and somehow that falls at his feet because they don't have a lot of great talent everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, continue sleeping on him. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I, I love I love the, the instincts there, you know. So when, when people are looking down on some of these players, that's fine. You're looking at specific things <clears throat> and how they fit your scheme and how you're able to use them. Plus, you're not looking for finished products. I mean, if you're looking for a finished product, you're not going to find any. Uh, you're looking for a guy that can potentially develop into someone special. And this guy has a little something extra about him. The last two guys we talked about, him and Zacoby, are very good linebackers. And uh, the Niners will be lucky to have either one. There. Uh, I, I agree with you there. I think both guys would be great fits in San Francisco. And 
Who's the next guy? We're getting down here to the end. Yeah, of the yeah, list. yeah, yeah. The, well, basically, I broke down two guys. Uh, you know, two more guys that we're going to get into, and, and one, one of them is not James Houston. No, 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 no. James Houston's an edge rusher. I did break him down, but it's it's not for linebackers. <laughs> um, I broke down Ellis Brooks, six one, two hundred forty one pounds out of Penn State. Here's why I broke him down because when I was watching film earlier of another player, I saw him flash. I'm like, who the heck is number thirteen? I need to break that guy down. And in fact, it's Ellis Brooks. Uh, he's got the nice size and, and uh, you know height ratio that you're looking for out of a linebacker, True. apparently. Uh, he, he's very quick. He's instinctive, and he has good vision. Um, I love those things about him. I thought he was a good, solid linebacker and somebody that you can get at the back part of your draft. So to me, he started really making sense for the 49ers. I thought he's a guy that's not fully developed, that has potential to develop even more. I thought the instincts were getting better and better as the season progressed. I watched film early, and I watched film late, and it's just a guy that got better and better as the season progressed. Uh, look, he didn't start his first game for the Nittany Lions until yeah. 2020 when Micah Parsons went out. Um, so this is a guy who is green and he does have a lot of room. He is raw. Um, I didn't watch a lot of film on him, but what I did watch and what I did saw was some positive things. And then reading up on his background a little bit in terms of, of a little bit more about him and, uh, four sport athlete in high school. So this is a guy who isn't just a football player who hasn't just been, he's an athlete. He does a lot of different things and he did a lot of different things at a lot of different positions at the high school level. Screams versatility, screams San Francisco 49ers, and uh, and you're right. From the first, very first film I've watched of him in 2020, once I figured out, once I learned, hey, this guy didn't start until 2020, I went back and watched early games and then went back and watched late games. And guess what? Lots of growth, lots of development, and if there's lots of growth and lots of development, get him here in San Francisco. Put him with this coaching staff. Put him with D'Amico Ryans. Put him with this group. And let's see what they can do with him. Yeah, I don't remember the exact uh, opponent they were playing, but there's one. I was actually breaking down the other player, and he comes running through, and he takes on the fullback, absolutely lights him up, and then makes the tackle in the backfield. <laughs> it was a great play, and that's the one that got my attention. I was like, oh, I better check this guy out, and I better break him down. Uh, I, I get that, Ant, because <laughs> he he is uh, he does show the aggressiveness and, yeah. and the ability to flash downhill in the box. And uh, look, the sky's the limit in terms of his development, what he could be. And the best part is when you have a guy like that, it he's going to start slipping down boards and being a guy that teams aren't willing to take a chance on. They're willing to take a chance late because of the greenness and how much raw potential there is, but they're not going to go get a guy like this earlier. Yeah, and let's not forget that last year, the 49ers in the sixth round were looking at linebacker. And D'Amico said, no, we're good. We're let's, good. Let's we, go running we can back. Go, we can go running back because they had the third round grade on Elijah Mitchell. So they probably are in a market for a linebacker. People probably don't want to hear that, but linebacker late would make sense for the 49ers. They do have six uh, round comp picks. They have two of them, in fact, in the sixth round. So uh, that that, that could be a spot. Him. They're one after each other. Two twenty and two twenty one. Uh, Matt Ariazzo will probably be playing linebacker at that point. Uh, it's just not gonna. There's no way. There's no way that that man has a golden leg ant. But that's about it. That's, it, that's... it appears a a favorite for War Room to draft Matt Ariazzo. I mean, the last few have been going yeah. Matt Ariazzo. It's a little little crazy ant that it's been happening. But yeah, they've been doing it. Uh, last up, last up. Who's that last guy that you were looking yeah, at? Yeah, so it's been showing up in chat. So I went ahead and broke down Mike Rose, six foot three, two hundred forty-five pounds out of Iowa State. And the first thing I noticed right off the bat is this guy's a three-four outside linebacker in the NFL. That's what he's going to become. This guy could be a late-round pick for one of those teams that do that. Miami, New England, um, those are going to be the teams that are going to be looking at him. So I didn't break him down too much. Once I realized he wasn't going to be an ultimate scheme fit for the 49ers, I moved on. But I do think he's a solid player for one of those teams as a late round pick that can add on your special teams and potentially develop into an outside linebacker. Oh, that's, that's nice. I didn't watch any Mike Rose film. So TCC, I apologize. Yeah, I, I apologize. But if it's saying he's a, not a scheme fit, I don't know how much more film. I'll well, be apparently every Rose has his thorn. Hey, but you know what? He'll be a he'll be a potentially a thorn in the Niners side, but a, a, a thorn for somebody to utilize against a, an opponent. And there's benefits. There's benefits to being a thorn. Let's just uh, not be thorns in our side. Let's not let's not do that, Mike Rose. Yeah, the, the Niners are going to put a rose on the grave. It's a kiss from a rose on the grave. In fact, of uh, whatever team he plays for. I see what you're doing right now, yeah. and the TCC. If you're enjoying <laughs> all all of it, all of the the plugs this man is making with. Impressive. The more I get a view, the stranger it feels. Yeah. Hit the like button right now yeah. to make Ant quit doing what he's doing right <laughs> now and then let us know which of these linebackers that we just talked about do you like or is it none of them? We didn't talk about the names that you wanted to talk about. And James Houston, Ant, he isn't an edge rusher. This man is playing linebacker, if that's what you think. Then let us know about it in the comment section down below right now. Which of these linebackers do you think the 49ers are going to target? And if they go linebacker, chat TCC. 
Where? Where are they going? Yeah, if you enjoy James Houston film, which you should, he's yeah. a very good player, um, and you think he still plays outside linebacker in a 4-3, oh, I got questions. Uh, you are, you're, you're struggling with vision as much as I'm struggling with tone deafness with my singing voice, because uh, that was bad. I thought it was beautiful. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's... Every once in a while, you know, you probably have an earwax buildup. But uh, anyways, you wouldn't be wrong about that, actually. You probably would. Um, but yeah, no, I think that there's some very good linebackers. We'll see if the Niners decide to go linebacker, but potentially they could. We do have the questions around Aziz Alshair and Drake Greenlaw. I think if both of them are locked up, definitely wouldn't go linebacker. We don't need linebacker this this year, but we might need linebacker help in 2023. You have to prepare for the future. Fair. You have nine draft picks this year, 11 next year. Go ahead and get your guy right now, potentially dra- you know, develop him. Now, the question will be, Alex, will the 49ers get an actual linebacker or will it be a safety that they end up turning into linebacker? It's always possible, it. It's always possible. Hello, so, Weatherford. <laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong yeah. there. This man doesn't miss when it comes to safeties that can transition, or a linebacker and Troy Anderson that can tr- transition into into tight end, yeah. or throwing out the Kyle Van Noy comp when no one else was thinking it. Ant doesn't miss, and because it doesn't miss, hopefully you caught all of this. And if you're not catching this, you're watching the premiere live right now, and you missed it. Rewind. Go back. Listen to these guys. Listen to these names. See who Ant gave stars to. See who the guys who are that I like. And then go watch the film and decide for yourself who are the 49ers going to be going after and getting at the linebacker spot if they decide to do it. Lots of possibilities, Ant. Lots of great names. And make sure that you're subscribed if you haven't already so you don't miss more videos, Ant. More live streams, more breakdowns, more draft coverage because the draft is literally right around the corner. You want to be like Damaris Davis down there. You want to be like Callie Young down there who just subscribed Game Over CMC. And if you want extra additional content, you want to be able to talk with us after 49ers War Rooms, and you need to be like David Campbell, channel member, and join the TCC. Yeah, if you're a channel member or you're a patron, you're going to be getting a lot of exclusive content over the next several months. So you're going to want to be involved in all of that. If that's something you're interested in, please join. If not, that's okay, too. Uh, We're always excited to interact with you guys on YouTube and our live streams, and then also through videos. So I think this is going to be a fun time for 49ers football. There's a lot going on. But we're still preparing for the draft and the draft party that's coming up on April 29th. If you were going to be in the Northern California area near uh, Galt, California, and you want to come to the back alley brew house there uh, on 4th on Street, you should come through and, and come see us. It's going to be a good time. I think that everyone wants to be there when the 49ers go on the clock for 61. Uh, you're going to want to be there. And you know what? If you're showing up, you're going to want, you're going to want 100% and to be repping TCC merch and repping 49ers Cutback Gear. And you can get that at 49ers Cutback Shop. Just like this. Boom, baby. Look at that. And wow. It's like clockwork. It doesn't not work. It always works. I don't know why, but it does. You're like Samantha or something from uh, Bewitched. I, don't, I was thinking Samantha from Call of Duty Zombies. But you know what? Both of them work. Both of them are... Just next time, don't snap. Wiggle your nose. I, I can't do that, and I broke it too many times. It's just big. It doesn't, doesn't do anything else other than be big at this point in time. TCC, we'll see you on the next one. We'll see you for the draft party if you can make it. And until that, until that time, until the next one, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way. to this point well I, I hope i hope by this point you've at least liked and subscribed if you haven't already and there's some, some cards over there ant too with some other high quality videos they can check out yeah click one of the click one of the links and watch one of the videos it's gonna be great we'll see you there